This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that wants to stick around, unlike some footballers who shall not be named. <coughs> Ronaldo! <coughs> Ronaldo! Uh, today we have Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? Uh, he's back after a brief stint as an ultra. No, I am not going to give you free, uh, free uh, publicity for your podcast, dude. <laughs> And uh, we also have Nicholas John Hello, hello Whose transfer request to Scunthorpe United was rejected Boo I am Faisal American Whose belly grew even larger over the post-season break uh, In my case, it was a literal case of inflation <laughs> Nothing, nothing Creak, creak, creak Okay, uh, the new Premier League season is coming up And uh, we saw the traditional curtain raiser of the weekend We're talking about the Community Shield uh, The league champions Man City took on FA Cup winners Liverpool And it was Liverpool who emerged victorious with a 3-1 win uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mo Salah and Darwin Nunez uh, scored Liverpool's goals While uh, City's consolation came from their new striker uh, No, not Erling Haaland We're talking about Julian Alvarez As for Haaland uh, He had one shot saved Another was disallowed And he launched the ball into orbit In the dying minutes of the game I think it's now called a Miasat 6 <laughs> uh, Overall uh, What do you think of uh, Haaland's contribution? I mean to me His uh, positioning was great um, He just needs a bit more time to gel yeah, I think I think that is the case for Haaland. Uh, he looked he looked great on the pitch to me, uh, physically. But it's 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 very odd seeing him in a blue shirt, right? Because we're used to him wearing the yellow and black. Um, but I think, like you said, Faisal, I think Haaland just needs more time. I do, I did I don't think he was clicking with his teammates uh, in the Community Shield match. He had a few chances. He did not convert it. It's very, very unlike him, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty, pretty sure he, once he starts scoring, then the goals will come. Yeah, to be fair, he's only had one match with City, right? That friendly against Bayern. Yeah, but okay, see, here's my thing about Haaland. He is your typical, you know, what, six foot plus striker, you know, mm. good in the air, very physical. In fact, I think we saw uh, in the Liverpool match, uh, he he had an opportunity where he essentially muscled his way past the the city. Uh, sorry, the the Liverpool defense. But the problem with that is that being that kind of target man kind of player, City have not played with that kind of player ever. I, I don't yeah. think they they've, yeah. they've they've had a player like that. I don't in, think in a long they've time. had a striker in a long time. Exactly. <laughs> they they played the past couple of seasons with no out and out striker and still banged in the goals. So. It's a bit of a you know time will tell kind of a situation to see whether he can gel mm. to City's style of play or if City can find a way of adapting their style to him. So yeah, it, it, it's for me it's still fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, as for Liverpool uh, under Klopp, they've now won the Community Shield, the FA Cup, EFL Cup, Premier League and Champions League. Uh, pretty much all of the major trophies that an English top flight club can win. Uh, I think the only thing missing is the uh, Europa League. But let's face it, that doesn't count la, <laughs> unless you're a Manchester United player. <laughs> and, and the trophy that Liverpool has not yet won is the Rajamangala Cup. <laughs> <laughs> 
as for uh, Manchester United, I mean, they had a decent pre-season campaign. They beat Liverpool 4-0 in Bangkok. Uh, they also had friendly wins against uh, an Australian club, Melbourne Victory, I think. And uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, United also had draws against Aston Villa, Atletico Madrid, and most recently, uh, Rayo Vallecano. As for United's uh, new signings, they've had as much luck chasing big names as me chasing a cute girl saying, How you doing? Um, so guys As uh, United fans uh, What do you think Of their preseason so far? For me It's been a bit it, Almost like Deja vu You know They start off Pretty good mm-hmm. They win a few matches And then they start Drawing here And losing there And then it all Seems to go A, bit, a little bit downhill uh, But yeah it, It's only preseason. You, you can't really it, It's not <clears throat> Not the best gauge of the team's mm-hmm. actual performance That I think will come once once the season starts uh, But you mentioned a lack of big names uh, I, I think the policy for this season Is not to go for for big names you know, Because the team is going through A bit of a transformation Under Eric Ten Hag So he wants the players that he's familiar with That fit his style of play So in a way I think it's a good thing you know, That there's no pressure from the board For him to go out and, and get like a Big name mm-hmm. Just for the sake of You know Having that big name there lah. So uh, They brought in so far Tyrell Malasia They brought in uh, Lissandro Martinez mm-hmm. And then Christian Eriksen Of course All players that Ten Hag well, You know Is familiar with They've all got that Ajax connection So um, Hopefully You know he's, he's given the time And the space To build the team the, the team In the image of You know How, how he wants it to be mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick, and I think the signing of Christian Eriksen I think might be a game changer for United this season because for quite some time now, uh, United have been very, very. They have been lacking creativity in the in midfield in midfield, right? So it's it's been McTominay or Fred or Nemanja Matic playing at the central midfield, which they totally lack the speed or the creativity. So, of course, Christian Eriksen is playing as an attacking midfielder, but during his stint at Spurs and at Ajax, I think he has played in central midfield for quite a few games. So, I think that Christian Eriksen might be the 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 player to to unlock to unleash the creativity that United has been lacking. Because, of course, United do have Bruno Fernandez, but Bruno Fernandez I think is more suitable playing behind the striker. So, I think the main problem, the main main concern for me for United this season is the strikers department because let's just say that Ronaldo is going to leave then that's, that only leaves them with Anthony Martial <laughs> and let's just finish it at that <laughs> okay uh, Ronaldo you mentioned that uh, if he leaves should he stay or should he go I think he should stay um he's 37 of course, he wants to play for a Champions League club uh, just to just to get more goals in uh, to better his record. But I I'm not sure if there is any club out there who are willing to take him from United because of his wages and stuff. Uh, Real Madrid has denied him. Uh, he tried to go back to Juve, I think, mm-hmm. and they rejected him. Bayern said that uh, their philosophy will not fit with Ronaldo. So I guess it's only there's only Sporting Lisbon left, but. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would turn out. Well, that's JDT as well. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't play in the, in the European Champions League. You see, that's that's a problem there. No, you see, I, I think that he's too much of a of a 
disruptive force within the team. And if you want to rebuild, if you want to transform the team and all that, then make a fresh start. You know, get rid of the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's the kind of player where he needs to be the star. He needs to be the captain. He needs to, you know, mm-hmm. play Champions League football and all that. Whereas... What the, the kind of approach we need now is, you know, everybody thinks of the team first. You put the team first. So, yeah, in my opinion, I think he's, he's outlived his welcome. But then, like Karam said, where is he going to go, you know? So, I think realistically, we are stuck with him for another season. <laughs> okay. Will he stay? Will he go? Will he be a liability to the team? You can find out when the season starts this weekend. Yeah. Now, uh, while we're talking about England, uh, it's finally come home. Uh, England beat Germany 2-1 to win the Women's Euros. Now, it's like what Margaret Thatcher said. If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. And also, if you want nothing said or done, ask a cat. (laughs) I love that joke. The Commonwealth Games, it's going on, it started last week and uh, currently Malaysia has four medals in total, uh, two gold, one bronze and uh, one silver. Yes, Faisal, and I think it's a good start for the Malaysian contingent at the Birmingham Commonwealth. Um, Two golds came from the weightlifting squad, uh, won by... It was the goals were won by Anik Kasdan and Aznil Bidin. I thought Anik Kasdan's goal was very. He won it very, very dramatically. It was his first appearance at the tournament, and he won goal. Uh, I, it was great for him. And Aznil Bidin defended his goal uh, from his last from the last edition. I thought that was great. And I think the 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 bronze that was won by Shafidaw Sarum in in the Kirin uh, Kirin event. I thought that was great. Um, it was his his first ever medal in the Commonwealth, I think, and he has been he has been trying for quite some time now to get to get a medal in the Commonwealth, and finally he did get it. And the the icing on the cake was he said that his dad's birthday was on the tenth of August, so mm. he was dedicating the medal for his dad and that Aww. was a sweet oh that was a sweet moment uh, and the only silver that were won was also from the weightlifting squad <laughs> Eri Hidayat uh, he won he won silver but I thought he could have won gold I think because he did have a he, he did have a health condition I think he was he was down with a dengue fever if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and he was a bit dehydrated so he was about to pass out while comp- while competing in that in that event. Mm-hmm. So it's great though he did uh, contribute a medal for Malaysia and hopefully Malaysia our contingent there can just rack mm-hmm. up another four goals just to to meet the target that was set for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cover everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, a big shout out to uh, Hendrawan for uh, donating his shoes to Jamaica. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, I mean, they, they call the Commonwealth Games, what is it, the friendly games, right? Mm. And and he absolutely demonstrated, you know, the, he's the, the epitome of that, like, you know, friendliness and, and camaraderie and all that. And it, it, it's one of those things that, that's, okay, because let, let's face it, simply Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah, the the Jamaicans, you know, they're not exactly a force to be reckoned with, you know, in, in badminton and all that. But Hendrawan's gesture, I think, you know, it, it was a a, a must watch moment, you know, a viral moment that people will uh, that they will, will live on, like you know, people will keep going back to it, and it adds to that feel good factor of the games. Do you think that Hendrawan would do the same thing if one of his players were facing 
Victor Axelsen or Kento Momota. Come on lah. <laughs> Axelsen or, Ka- or Momota will have like a great load of shoes. <laughs> Okay, anyway, as uh, so for the Commonwealth Games, it is two goals down, four more to go to meet our target. Will they achieve it? Tune in to all the action on Astro's dedicated channels. Uh, finally, in Formula 1, uh, Max Verstappen won the Hungarian GP after qualifying in 10th place. Uh, as much as he deserved his place at the top of the podium, um, I think their chief strategist should be up there as well. And uh, if you don't know... Uh, the chief strategist is a woman. Uh, Hannah Schmitz is her name. So, go girl power. You see, we actually do our research. <laughs> uh, as for Ferrari, they had some uh, interesting strategic choices and not for the first race this season, eh, Nick? Uh, exactly. And this was supposed to be Ferrari's year. You know, they've, they've supposedly had the car, supposedly had the driver. But what we've seen in the past few races has been driver error, uh, bringing in the cars for pit stops when they're not supposed to, uh, reliability issues, and then in, in the case in, in Hungary, uh, using the wrong tyres. So it's exactly the, a, a case of them snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, you know, as they say. Um, and and the, the problem is they've been slipping up for so long and, and Max has, has not exactly been like fantastic, but he has been consistent mm-hmm. this season. And he's got an 80-point lead over... Uh, Leclerc. Charles Leclerc now in the standings and already people are saying that with Red Bull's consistency coupled with just how much Ferrari have been messing up this season that mm-hmm. it's it may already be Verstappen's title all wrapped up you know and Ferrari really they, they only have themselves to blame well, that wraps up another episode of the Podball Sportscast. Uh, but before we go, I just want to end things on a message of positivity to make up for all the rubbish we talk about <laughs> regarding Man United and Ferrari and all. <laughs> now, there's still a huge stigma surrounding mental health issues and this may prevent you from getting the help you rightfully deserve. It doesn't have to be that way. Talk to people. Get help. You may think you're worthless, but we don't. We think you are awesome. So stay awesome, my friends. See you for the next podcast. I am Faisal Merikan. I'm Nicholas John. And I am Karami Kamil.